All right. Anabolic Academy on serious and selling this bodybuilding. And if you haven't yet, subscribe, like, share, and hit that notification bell so you get all the newest content from me talking about bodybuilding and all the latest things that are happening at bodybuilding. It is, what time is it? It's 11.04 p.m. Eastern time. I had a long day, but I have to pump out some content. So we're getting it done. I don't care what time it is because we got to get it done. And to be quite frank, I love doing it. I'm not going to lie. I really do like doing this. It's fun, especially the Anabolic Academy when I get to ask, ask answer questions. Oh, anyway, all right. The first question, and they're all Instagram questions. I don't have any emails or anything like that. The first question is from Vincent Briator. Uh, he's actually a friend. He said, uh, what do you think about Rubiel Mascara? Uh, uh, do you think he'll go straight to the top? Oh, okay. Do you think he'll go straight to the top? Rubiel Mascara. Okay. So obviously, if you guys aren't living under a rock, living on the rock or something like that, Rubiel Mascara is Nexilla. He just turned pro this weekend. And the next day, he jumped into the Prog Pro, and he took third at the Prog Pro, which is pretty impressive. So here is my honest opinion about Nexilla. Rubiel Mascara. I think he has tremendous potential. We've heard things like this before where like freaks come out of the woodwork, right? They just they blow up on the scene and everybody's like, oh, this guy is the next uh, big thing. He's the next um, Mr. Olympia is the next this one. I mean, uh, you know, I've been around the game a long time. I heard it with uh, Marcus Rule. I've heard it with Evan Santopani. I heard it with Akeem Williams. I mean, the list goes down the line <clears throat> about the freaks that jump out and everybody's talking about them being the next big thing and so on and so forth. Some of them live up to their potential. Some of them don't. I don't know what this guy's work ethic is. Now, here is my honest opinion about Rubiel Mosquera. I think he has to beat the potential to be a very good bodybuilder. Breaking the top five and things like the uh, Arnold Classic, breaking the top 10 in the Olympia, uh, winning shows like, you know, maybe it's Chicago Pro or New York Pro or something like that. If he puts time and effort into it, he's imbalanced. Obviously, his legs overpower his upper body. And as long as there are symmetrically sound bodybuilders, more symmetrically sound than him, like a Samson Dowda, Derek Lunsford, Hadi Chupin, um, Andrew Jack, Hunter Labrada. Even Andrew, even um, Nick Walker. He's, I don't think he's going to be able to get to that Mr. Olympia status or on a classic winner status because he just doesn't have a pleasing physique. He has a freaky physique. Now, he might make a liar out of me and he might be able to turn his physique into something that we've never seen before. He is very young, he's in his late 20s. This is just my opinion. The guy has, has had a tremendous beginning. And he's obviously proven that he can hang with the big boys. I mean, he came in third in the um, in the uh, Prague Pro right behind Mike Crizzo. Uh, Samson Dowd on Mike Crizzo. Rubiel Mascara. Mas is that I wrote it down because I'm terrible with names, as everybody knows. Rubiel Mascara. That's how you pronounce his name. But that's what I think. That I think he will be a very good bodybuilder. I don't think... I don't look at him and go, Arnold Classic winner potential... Mr. Olympia potential. You know, when I first saw Samson Dowda, I immediately went on a classic potential. This guy puts on more size and he gets in shape and he's an all classic winner. 
because he has that Arnold Classic classic physique, right? I mean, he has the Cedric McMillan physique. He has the uh, Flex Wheeler. He has the you know the, the the beautiful physique, but he's much bigger and much leaner than those guys were because he's just more of a modern day bodybuilder. And as long as that guy is there, as long as Derek Lunsford is there, as long as Heidi Chupin is there, as long as Andrew Jack is there, <clears throat> and all these guys who have beautiful physiques but can match his size and conditioning, I don't think he's going to break through that top five, top six barrier. Now, I could be wrong. These guys could fall off the map. We could find anything can happen in the next 10 years because he's a very young guy, right? I mean, we've seen highs and lows in bodybuilding where guys rise to the top because there's lack thereof, right? I mean, um, let's face it. When Brandon Curry and and then right after Brandon Curry, Big Ramy won the Olympia, the open class was at a low point. The new blood was just coming up. Derek Lunsford was just coming up. Sanson Dowder, Nick Walker, Hardy Chupin. These guys were just coming in. Right. And everybody saw the potential. But now now they're the man. Now they're the guys on top and their talent is amazing. And this happens with bodybuilding. Right. It, 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 you have for years where the, the, the talent is amazing, like in the in the uh, 90s to the early 2000s. And it kind of drops off a little bit and then it goes back up and it drops off. I mean, this is just so we could see a, a time where uh, this guy keeps working hard and 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 putting in the work 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 and then somebody's slipping, the uh, talent's not as good as it used to be, and then bang, he nails the Mister Olympia. It could happen. That's how I look at him. I don't look at him. I don't look at his physique and go, this guy could be dangerous as a Mister Olympia competitor or an Arnold Classic competitor. I look at him as he can win a New York Pro, he can win a Chicago Pro, he can win a Prog Pro, he could win all those shows. He could get to the Olympia. He could break the top 10. And he could have a very good, solid, fulfilling bodybuilding career. That's how I look at him. I, again, I might be wrong. Just my opinion. Guy might prove me wrong next year. I don't know. Next question. And, of course, all the questions come from Fran is the man. Do you know why? Because Fran is the motherfucking man. Let's see. Let's see Fran is the man. Where are you at? I know you got a bunch of questions. Where you at, homie? There you are. I got you. Okay, here we go. First question. Now that MD is no more, will you try to invite some of the guys from the back to your podcast? All right. The short answer is no. I have tried to invite them back after that whole debacle took place, after they left. And I, they turned it down, basically. Okay. Uh, so they turned it down. So... No, now that MD is dead and no more, um, I'm not going to be inviting them again. I mean, look, they're good dudes, okay? Bo, Danny, Nate, solid, solid guys, good dudes. But I would be the stupid one to invite them back. Because what if something else happens? They're just going to leave me again? You know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me, right? And I've, I have I have actually invited Danny, Bo. Um, Nate made it clear that he'll come on for an interview, but he's not going to come on for um, muscle talk anymore. Um, so I, I have tried to reach out and bring them back, and they, they turned it down. So that's it. 
That chapter's over with. Muscular development is dead. Serious is selling his bodybuilding. Continues on with me and muscle talking. And you will always have Jason Ards with me as long as he wants to be with me because he showed me that he is 100% a loyal friend. He is the most loyal friend I have in bodybuilding. So he will always be with me on muscle talk, period. End of story. Until Unless something happens. And I hope nothing happens. Uh, okay. Next question from Fran is duh. That's how he spells it with a D. Duh, man. Fran is duh, man. He sounds like you're from Brooklyn. Duh, man. What's your prediction on how well Nexilla will do in 2024? I think if if Nexilla could, I think Nexilla could, like I said in, in the last question, I think he could win any New York Pro, Chicago Pro, any decent level, uh, any decent level open show. I think in 2024, if he decides to go into like an if he if he gets the invite for uh, Arnold Classic, the Arnold Classic Ohio, I think he gets smoked because you know he, he gets to the Arnold Classic. The, 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 the competition's different. I think I you know he, he could break uh, again. The Arnold Classic's a little bit different than the Olympia. The Arnold Classic is invite only. You could put your your information in, and they, they, they you know you gotta wait to see if you get invited. There could be. 20 guys at the, at the Arnold Classic, there could be eight guys at the Arnold Classic. You know, it, it all depends, right? And they don't necessarily, if they're invited, they don't necessarily have to do it. These guys, we've already found out that Nick Walker's not doing the Arnold, right? And he already said he's not doing the Arnold. He has to heal. <clears throat> he said it in like an Instagram comment. Somebody asked him and he said, no, he's got to heal. He's got to wait a little while. So, um, but I think in a deep Arnold Classic lineup, he gets smoked. I think in a in an average Arnold Classic lineup, he might break, you know, top eight, top six, something like that. In 2024, you know, I don't know what happens after that. You know, the Arnold Classic is only a few months away. You know, it's like the end of February, beginning of March. I mean, we're running through November like nobody's business. It's almost over. It's almost before you know it's going to be New Year's, right? So I think that's what happens. I think he can win a local uh, local show. Listen, I think he can win a pro show, like I said, uh, Chicago, or Cali, something like that. Then he goes to the Olympia in 2040 and he gets smoked. But that's how everybody starts out in the Olympia, unless you are a freak of nature. And I understand that he's a freak of nature. But once you put him up against guys like Samson, Hardy, Derek, you know, uh, Andrew Jack, Hunter, you know, the best of the best, he's going to be exposed. And then, you know, he'll be lucky to break the top 10. Right. I mean, look, do you know who came in? Ross Flanagan won the Cali Pro and he looked phenomenal and he came in 17th at the olympia i mean that that should tell you something that the olympia is no joke and ross flanagan is a good bodybuilder and it it, it that that should tell you right then and there that it, it is no joke i'm pretty sure that he was very disappointed and then he he did not show up for the the uh, the next day i think he he didn't he knew that he was had a disappointing Outcome and 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 he didn't come back the next day, but I mean, you look at the third call out of the of the of the of the Olympia, and you got Phil Klahar, you got um, uh, what was his name, Fritz Roman Fritz, uh, you got Justin Shear. I mean, <laughs> you know, you got guys that could dominate any other show, right? And then they come into third call out of the Olympia. It's a different world. Once you get there now, and I'm only saying that because the question was, how will he do in 2024? How well he will do after that? I don't know. 
I have no idea. I don't know who's training him. I don't know what his work ethic is. I have no, we have no clue. So we'll just have to see. All right. Next question from again, Fran is the man. Do you have any other hidden talents besides singing? Well, just so you know, I do this trick with a carrot. <laughs> what? It's a magic trick. Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> Uh, next question from Fran is the man. If you own a gym, what rules would you change compared to the gyms you've been to? All right. Well, if I was an owner of the gym, I would be very proactive. Um, uh, no shirts. You can't take your shirt off. I've seen that in the gym recently. And I, I, I you, you, I doubt that, that, that you want to take your clothes off, go in the locker room, take your clothes off, take your pictures there. Don't do it in the gym. Okay. That that that's number one. The other thing is don't hoard the weights. Don't take all the dumbbells you need for your workout and just steal them. Take them for your work workout, and that's ridiculous. <clears throat> There's a locker room. You uh, you we put and I would also have surveillance, right? Just in case there's any stealing going on and so on and so forth. I would have surveillance. Obviously, you can't have surveillance in the locker room, but I would have surveillance outside the locker room to see who goes in and out, so on and so forth, right? Um, because this is the difference between somebody who would be owner, a private owner and a corporate gym, right? Because this is my bread and butter, and I got to make sure that my gym operates on all eight cylinders so I can make a living. The corporations have major corporations backing them with millions and millions of dollars. And they don't give a shit if, if one or two people leave because it's just ready to sign the next one or two people that come in, right? Uh, what else? Here's another thing. That irks me. That would bother the shit. Because this really bothers me. Every once in a while, you'll get a guy in the gym. And his entire MO, because I saw this today, and this really bothered me. And I didn't say anything once again. His entire MO is just to either talk to or pretend to help the young and or attractive girls in the gym that that would i i would i would give that guy if i was an owner of a gym i would give that guy a serious warning and then if he wouldn't stop he'd be out on his ass there was a guy in the gym today and i've seen him there plenty of times i've never seen this guy on a bench press i've never seen this guy on a squat rack i've never seen this guy break a sweat he always looks like he's going to work out and his entire mo is to approach either the attractive girls or the young girls in the gym and try to, you know, oh, let me let me help you. Let me show you what to do. You know, and I and 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 that just oh, because you are a predator and it's happening right in front of my eyes, like at the gym, and I can't stand, especially with the young girls. Did that that oh that that like you are a to me, you're a piece of shit. Because I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. Right, that would be that. That I wouldn't even give you. A, I would give you a second chance. You get one warning, and then you're out on your ass. Sorry, you, you can't come back here anymore. Um, <clears throat> that would be. I mean, there's there's oh, there's plenty of things, you know. Uh, at the same time, though, 
the people should have the freedom to like train and train hard. If you drop the weights, no problem. If you're grunting, no problem. If you wear work boots because you just came from work, no problem. You want to carry your gym bag around because you got your stuff, no problem. <clears throat> right? You don't want to be, you know, you, you don't want to be uh, Stalin. You want to have the basic rules, make sure everybody's cool, but you want to have a comfortable workout environment as well. Anyway, that answers that question. Next question, Joan. Oh, and last, oh no. Uh, oh, two questions. Sorry. Uh, how often should a competitive bodybuilder get his blood work checked? I would say twice a year. <clears throat> twice a year. Once at the beginning of the year, once like, you know, six months in. That's what I do, you know, uh, just to make sure, stay on top of it. Uh, if everything is basically okay, you know, the, the large markers are okay, your kidney, heart, you know, because when you, when you, blood work too, you know, I, I also get my EKG done when I get blood work. For my for my heart, I just went to a cardiologist, make sure everything is cool. I did the stress test. Turned out everything got everything was great. My heart is fine, so on and so forth. Had blood work done. The only thing that was really out of order my blood work was my uh my cholesterol was a little messed up, you know, but I, I was able to adjust that. Um, my kidney function was fine, so on and so forth. But I would definitely say twice a year. For people who are on steroid cycles and are, are bodybuilders or competitive bodybuilders, at least, because you make sure you got to make sure you stay on top of that. Because the one little thing, if you if you ignore it, we've seen look, we've seen tragedies happen where people ignore their health because they're too young and they don't realize something is wrong, and they just keep pushing. And even though you know, let's face it, when you're young, you kind of ignore it. You're like, yeah, I'm fine. I don't need to go to blood. And most, and like 98 percent of the time, you're right. You're a young dude. You you're a young girl. You know, you got no problems. But every once in a while, we see tragedy happen, right? And you want to avoid that. You know, Dallas McCarver. You know, um, he had a, an issue that was genetic that he didn't know about. And um, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know the details, but uh, I would assume that pushing his body to the limits that he pushed it led him to his, you know, his unfortunate passing. Um, and so we should all go and get everything checked, especially when you're in a sport like bodybuilding, where you're constantly pushing your body to the limit, whether it's in the gym, drug use, food, so on and so forth. You're, you're putting the stress on your body like no other sport, really. Um, so you need to stay on top of it. Now, when you like you when you're young, like I said, most of the time your body could take it. You know, if you're supposed to be 200 pounds, and your heart is, you know, a size for a 200 pound guy, and your kidneys are a size for a 200 pound guy, but you build yourself to 300 pounds, that's a lot of stress on your heart, kidneys, liver, so on and so forth, because it's an extra 100 pounds that it's not equipped for. So when you're in your 20s and 30s, you might be able to get away with it, right? Not all the time, though. Uh, once you're in your 40s and 50s, it's very difficult to get away with it. It's going to happen sooner or later. And this is why we see guys like that retire and so on. Like the guys like Dexter Jackson, those guys are a few and far between, okay? Most guys, once they get to their early 40s, it's it's over, you know? Um, but we have seen young guys, unfortunately, hurt themselves, Um because they they didn't go and get checked out. Well, uh, okay. Uh, next and final question: Any advice for hair loss prevention when on a cycle? Well, obviously, there's finasteride, right? It's a drug that you could take, and what it does is that. Okay, so uh, 
when you take any kind of testosterone or any kind of derivative of a testosterone, uh, you ha- you risk your DHT level going up, you know, your dihydrotestosterone level going up. That's what leads to hair loss if you are genetically, if you are, if you are genetically unfortunate that you're going to get hair loss in the future. This could uh, actually quicken the hair loss, if for lack of a better term. I'm sorry, I'm mumbling my words, but you know what I mean. So the DHT level goes up, you could possibly get hair loss. Uh, finasteride actually controls your DHT levels. Um, so you can uh, be able to not suffer from hair loss greatly. Uh, it might still happen, but the drug is available. So you can use that. Um, there's another drug. Actually, I think it's a topical solution. You could rub on. You could rub mon- minoxidil. You could, it's a topical. I think you take it orally. And after you're done with your steroid cycle, you can rub it on your hair, wherever, wherever you rub it on your head. And I think it, it actually helps to reactivate hair growth. And I think there's a pill too that you take it. And then I think there's different shampoos. I think there's like caffeine shampoos. Don't ask me how. I don't, I don't know. But I think there's caffeine shampoos that help stimulate hair growth and so on and so forth, blah, blah, blah. Um, and is that the last question? Yes, that is the last question. And again, Thank you. Thank you for the questions, Fana's Demand. Thank you for the questions, uh, Vincent Briator. I really appreciate it. I appreciate everybody out there. Like and subscribe and love my content. Please hit that notification bell. And happy Thanksgiving. That's right. This Thursday is Thanksgiving. I don't know if I'm going to be doing a... Muscle talk because it's the it's Thanksgiving Eve, so um, I got to talk to Jason. We might not be doing it. If we do do it, it's not going to be up till Friday or Saturday because it's, you know it's thanks it's a holiday weekend. But everybody out there, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Be safe and don't worry about your diet. Enjoy Thanksgiving. Have some pumpkin pie and turkey with your family, and then go on your crazy lunatic tilapia diet the next day. Just enjoy yourself. All right, guys. Later. <laughs>